Hello creatures, welcome to Casket Culture. My name is Michaela. Thank you so much for joining me today on another episode. Today's case is the Wife Swap Murders, aka the Jacob Stockdale case. So I just want to give a forewarning that this case discusses suicide and themes of mental health, so if that's not your jam, that's totally okay. Please come back next Friday and stay tuned for another episode. I will be opening up a forum so you can submit stories and anything that you want to share, and if I get enough submissions, perhaps we'll do a mini-sode. We'll see. We'll see. We have future plans. I don't know yet. But anyways, enough of that. I think that's all the housekeeping I have to mention to you. As a disclaimer, this podcast is for educational purposes only and is never meant to harm the victims or the families of the victims, but bring light to their story. In order to fully understand this case, we have to go back to 2008. The popular reality TV show Wife Swap was in a search for a family that had strong religious values and a more conservative lifestyle. This family was the Stockdales. In case you've never seen the show, one spouse, usually the mother, will swap lives with another family for two weeks. The first week, they'll abide by their rules and their schedules, and the next week, they'll enforce their own rules and changes. The Stockdales described themselves as a wholesome bluegrass family that valued hard work and a wholesome life. Their family consisted of parents, Kathy and Tim, Calvin, who was 19 at the time, Charles, 16, Jacob, who was 15 at the time, and James, 11. The family had a working farm and also a full-time bluegrass band, with Mother Kathy as their band manager. I'll go more in depth on this a little bit later. The Stockdale family swapped lives with the very liberal-valued Tonkovic family. The Tonkovics had a very different life from the Stockdales, which of course was the point of the swap, and they essentially had complete freedom with very little rules. In order to function in the other family's household, the other wife was left essentially a manual. There were quite a few elements that stood out to me from this manual that I thought was relevant to understanding this case, so I'm going to discuss that now. In the manual, Kathy insisted on moving her and her family to the middle of the country in order to avoid outside influences on her children. Her goal was, quote-unquote, keeping their minds pure and their body healthy and keeping out the influences of modern society, end quote. All the children were homeschooled at Kathy's desire, and this was so she had, quote, control over what is taught and what morals to impart. I don't believe in leaving something as important as education, decisions to anyone else. Homeschooling the boys preserves our way of life and ensures that the boys grow up in a wholesome environment, end quote. As previously mentioned, the family did live on a working farm in the middle of Ohio, so there was a laundry list of chores assigned to each child, ranging from household tasks to farm maintenance. Kathy states that life is not about entertainment or fun. I do not permit a lot of leisure time for the boys. A lot of emphasis in the teen world is placed on hanging out with friends. We do not hang out. I insist that the boys have a focus and purpose to any activity so that the boys do not become corrupted by meaningless relationships." End quote. The boys had a privileged system of tokens that were earned and taken away for chores or tardiness. By accumulating a certain number of tokens, the boys could earn privileges such as listening to a family-approved radio show or a stick of gum. Television and video games were forbidden in the household. The last rule that was a staple of the Stockdale manual was about food. No snacking, no processed foods, no sweets or things with preservatives. Kathy states that these foods are frankenfoods and that they only eat whole-grown, wholesome meals from their farm. Now that we have a little bit of insight into the rules of the household, let's talk about the actual swap. 
During the swap, the boys were given the opportunity by Lori Tonkovic, the wife of the swap, to partake in a normal aspect of teenage life, such as socializing with peers their age, video games, and, you know, snack foods. At one point during the swap, Jacob ran outside of the house crying while his siblings enjoyed their newfound freedom. When asked by Lori Tonkovic why he was upset, he stated his mom and dad would tell him that he would burn in hell. Let's fast forward to 2017, back to Ohio post-swap. By 2017, Jacob is now 25. His siblings, Calvin and Charles, had moved out of the house and left for college, leaving only James, Jacob, and Tim to perform in the bluegrass band. But nonetheless, they carried on. The family band is successful, and Kathy still manages them, and Calvin and Charles occasionally join the family in their music gigs. On June 15, 2017, around 4.35 p.m., 911 dispatch received a hang-up call from the Stockdale residence. Deputies were dispatched to the scene and upon arrival noticed the front door was open. Police gave verbal commands with no response and moments later a single gunshot was heard. Upon entering the house, it was discovered that Jacob Stockdale had a self-inflicted gunshot wound to the head and two deceased victims, which were later confirmed to be Kathy and James Stockdale. Jacob was still alive despite his injuries and he was immediately transported via helicopter to a trauma center. At the time of the crime, Tim Stockdale was due to arrive home at any moment and was stopped a few miles away from his home to receive the terrible news. Jacob somehow survived and was in critical condition for quite some time. He underwent multiple constructive surgeries due to the gunshot wound to his head and his sentence was of course postponed due to his critical state. Once physically well enough, Jacob was put into a mental health facility and evaluated multiple times. He attempted to escape twice, once in November of 2019, then a month later. Despite pleading guilty by reason of insanity, it was determined that Jacob was mentally competent and sane at the time of the crime. Jacob was spared the death penalty and sentenced to 30 years to life. Jacob Stockdale was forced to live in isolation for most of his life, depending on his family for socialization and not learning those key skills of becoming a human and becoming an adult. We may never know the true motive behind Jacob's actions. So there you have it folks, that was the Wife Swap Murders. I know this was a little bit of a wild episode, so thank you so much for joining me on this case. Um, if you enjoyed this episode, please like and follow on whatever platform you'd like to listen on. Casket Culture is now available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. And I will be putting a poll on Anchor to get an idea of what cases you might like to see. And yeah, join me next Friday for another case. Cool, sick, and nasty. Bye. <laughs>